Good evening and welcome to episode 74 of The Empire Strikes Back, a new Yankees podcast specifically aimed at UK fans of said New York Yankees. Tonight I'm joined by two of my fellow compadres. First of all, the flower of Scotland. How are you doing, Kev? I'm great, Mark. It's good to be back. We had a little week off last week, but great to be back, yep. We did. And secondly, not only is he a coach, he is now a championship winning coach. Chris Ward. Chris, tell us about this. Come on. So, yeah, I I, I did nothing. Uh, I, <laughs> uh, I I coached a team called uh, Bells Baseball, where the first women's team in 80 years to compete and win a national championship. And um, uh, I coached them, but coaching them was was a a pleasure and b very very easy because they worked so hard and um they deserved that championship every one of them put in such a great deal of effort and that includes all the people that weren't there because there was a few people who weren't able to make the game the championship game itself which is a shame but um yeah uh the bells every last one of them put in so much effort throughout the season and um yeah it was great to see it culminate in a championship. So, yeah, feels great. It felt great on the day. And um, like I say, it, it was great to be around it and uh, a great pleasure to be to be part of it. But um, but I didn't do a great deal. I just, you, uh, just you helped did, them. You did nothing, but you're going to bask in the reflective glory of their, of their win. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would. I, I would I, I'm, I'm quite happy. I'm quite happy sitting and, and watching their success rather than... Being, you know, I, 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 it's very proud to be part of it. Absolutely, but um, you know, like I say, what what I did was was um very little compared to the work that they put in. I think you, yes, knowing you, I think you're hiding your light under a bushel a tad. And I'm sure if I spoke to some of those ladies, they would uh actually talk you up a little bit more than you're doing yourself. But anyway, congratulations. I'm sure it was richly deserved. And Thank uh, you, it's good one to get on your under your belt. So. And dealt with that, let's go on to the Yankees. It's all going rather well. We've we've suffered the, the downslope of the roller coaster a few times this season. We've had a few upslopes, and we're now on another upslope. And in the last week, we've gone 7-0. We swept the Rangers like we had to. We then went into Boston, and we're going to touch on the series in a bit more detail, and swept them. And... In last night's game, we took the first game against the Blue Jays. How much have you guys seen, and what have you made of it all? Yeah, I've I've been kind of mostly catching up on the um, condensed games in the morning, which has been far more enjoyable. Getting up and watching wins rather than watching losses or mixed sort of results because we, we we weren't losing on a well, we were on a bit of a streak of losing, weren't we? Before we went into we were yeah. After before the last pod, really after the last pod, I think we lost the next game, and then we've we've been kind of. Hard. And then we lost two against Cleveland. Oh, we lost two, two, yeah, two bad ones right. against Cleveland, conceding like 10, 11 runs in each of the games. <laughs> so, so we did, that's right, yeah. And then from then, from the Rangers series onwards, it was quite funny. Did we not say the the Orioles, Indians, and Texas was going to be an easy schedule, which we we dealt with the Orioles, swept the, the Rangers, but the the Indians was a. Kind of strange games, but anyway, I'm going back a bit far there. The recent run's been been great. I think at times we've kind of dug out results when we've been behind, or quite a few times we've been behind and we've dug out the results, which is amazing to see. Um, I think we're probably going to touch on the two of two sort of 
sparks for this run, which is definitely Stanton and Judge, um, without a doubt. These two guys have just been absolutely on fire. And I feared the worst when I heard that Judge had, had injured his finger. I thought, oh, don't tell me he's going to go in the IL, but it doesn't seem to be hampering him at all. He seems to be able to play through it. So, um, yeah, I don't know what more to say other than delighted with the way it's going. Yeah, last night was a bit of a scare as well, wasn't it? And the early part of the game, you saw Stanton swing and really struggle to get out of the box. Um, yeah. But he carried on for the rest of the game and looked okay. So, yeah, it was, um, it's been great, hasn't it? And, I mean, as much as we would wanted to win some of those, what we would consider easier games um, against, you know, the Orioles where we, I think we dropped one and, you know, the, the Indians particularly, like, we've swept the Red Sox. So, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? We, I mean at, at Fenway. Yeah, sweep the Red Sox at Fenway. We're, we're happy with that, I think. So, uh, as we stand recording this on, on Wednesday night, we are currently two games up on Boston in the wildcard race. Behind Boston, half game behind them is Seattle, who are on a real run at the moment. They've gone yeah, they're they're on nine, nine of the last ten. <laughs> one game behind Boston, so three games behind the Yankees is now Toronto. And then probably a team who can't catch us um, but may get the second space themselves is Oakland, who are now th- three and a half games back behind Boston. So they're really on the outside. And uh, basically, Seattle keep manhandling them. I think Seattle won 11 games against, 11 straight games against Oakland this season. So Oakland are probably out of it, but certainly Seattle, Toronto, Boston all, all definitely in it. We're looking, dare I say it, and this may become, come back to haunt me, we're looking pretty good for this wild card at the moment, aren't we? We've got yeah. to win three of... We've got five games left. We've got to win three. I think the magic number's three, but if we win yeah. tonight, does that not make the magic number one? Because we're playing against Toronto. Toronto. Yeah, you might be right. I th- I'm sure that's what I, yeah. I read earlier today on Twitter, that although the magic number's three, if we win tonight, it becomes one. So... We really want to grab home field advantages though, as well, though. I mean, it'd be great to get there, but we really want home field, especially if we're playing the Blooming Red Sox, which might be unlikely now. I think Seattle might steal that second spot the way they're going. Although yeah, I think run, they? Boston have got a really easy schedule, though, I think, are they against they're playing the Orioles. the Orioles at the moment? Although the Orioles, God bless them, they beat them, beat last, them last night. night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about time. And... I think they close. I'm not. I think. I think they close against against another relatively straightforward. I'm sure so. I looked at it and I thought it was quite an easy schedule they had. Just try and find that out. Um, any concerns about Seattle? Yeah. 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 Definitely, they're, they're on fire, aren't they? Um, and particularly facing them in a wild card game, I, I don't have a. I don't have a massive concern over any of the other teams. Actually, I feel like we could beat any of them. I feel like anything can happen in a wildcard game can't it but i feel like we could beat any of them in a wildcard game however i think the hardest matchup would be against seattle the way they're playing right now mm. kind of so, better the devil you know if you know what i mean we're seattle are a little bit of an unknown yeah against our team whereas at least we know we can turn up and beat the, the other two teams that's kicking around so boston have got um two more against the orioles and then three at the nationals Seattle have got to finish against Oakland and then they finish off against the Angels, who again have got nothing to play for. Um, Toronto play us and then they finish up at the Orioles. So in actual fact, all these teams have got relatively easy. We've we've got the Jays 
And we've got the Jays in the last three, haven't we? We've got the Rays. The Rays, sorry, I don't know why I say Jays. I meant Rays, yeah. And, okay, so the Rays haven't got much to play for. Yes, they have. They, they hate us. us. Yeah, <laughs> they the, hate us. That's a big so. thing for them, yeah. <laughs> it would be nice if we could win the next two games and get it sewn up so that we get into that series, at least knowing that we're in the wild card regardless, and then we just have to... Um, we just have to hope we can win two and take it to home field advantage. You say the Rays hate us, but they they don't exactly not not exactly on speaking terms with the Blue Jays at the moment. Did you see the all, all that shenanigans about Kevin Kiermaier stealing the the catcher's um, crib sheet? No, I missed this. Oh, you've got to go back and watch it. So Kevin Kiermaier slid into home plate, having been thrown out by a country mile, and as he did so. The Alejandro Kirk's uh, sheet that he has on his arm just fell out. And Kiermaier sort of looked around, picked it up. Wow. Denied afterwards, he didn't know what it was, but he quite clearly did, because he then goes to the dugout and hands it back to, hands it to a one of the Blue Jays coaching team. Um, and then steadfastly then refuses to give it back. And <laughs> the next night, the, uh, the Rays threw at him. Brilliant. And rightly so, so, they definitely should have thrown at him. But well, that, that's that's proper genius on his part. I, I like it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what, what do you do next? I mean, does that mean they have to have like catchers now have to have smart watches to stop people sliding in and stealing their stealing their stuff? <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't have that in case you're stealing signs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's in the Yankees' hands at the moment. I. Uh, I would like to think that if we win one more against the Blue Jays, we're probably going to finish ahead of them. Uh, at least I'd like to think so. Um, it then really depends on how we do against the Rays. Um, one more against the Blue Jays, I, I really do fancy us. I'm wondering when we've got when we've got Cole going. He's going tonight. He's going tonight. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I think the idea is that he's going tonight, um, which would then give them. It would then set him up. Pretty, pretty neatly. He could go on Sunday if it came to it, push came to shove. But actually, we'll come on to this later on, he's probably more geared up for the postseason. Right. Yeah, it makes sense because you've got that insurance of having him in the last game if you really needed to get there. One of the sort of negatives from last night's game, I suppose, was Tyon having to exit with the ankle problem again. Mm-hmm. We heard, I've not heard anything more about that. I don't know whether he's, he's on the no. back of the DL one. I don't know, but it didn't look good, did it? When he's when he's um he's had to exit the game. An ankle, exact... an ankle is not a quick thing to recover from. Well, that's what he was coming back from, wasn't it? Yeah. I think it was his ankle tendon. Um, well, one bright spark for me over the last few days has been the form of Luis Severino, who's been pitching towards the back end of games. I think there's been a couple of games when he's gone two innings. But yeah. I'm not certain he's actually given up a run yet. Yeah, it's so positive. It's so positive to see him back because um, it's a shame he never got back to being a sort of starter this season. But just seeing him back on the mound and and getting outs is is very positive. Hopefully, he can build himself up over the winter and and be back in the rotation. Yeah, five innings pitch, seven strike counts, a whip of point six. So no complaints there. No, he's looking good. Yeah. Uh, so, to, be, to be fair, I think, sorry, I think a lot no, of the, the pitching's been pretty good recently. Um, you know, Montgomery came back and looked 
Or Montgomery, sorry, looked good the other night. Um, got himself in a few jams, but got himself out of them. So what I wanted to touch on was just to go through, and this is a beauty about baseball, because you can talk about um, the dynamic of a whole season and how things change over you know, periods of 20 games, 30 games, or and this, but actually you can then really drill right down into the details. So I want to just look at that game on Sunday, and particularly about the bottom of the seventh with the Red Sox up and then the top of the eighth, because I just thought as sporting theatre went, it was just fantastic, probably the moments of the season for me. So in the bottom of the seventh, just to set the scene, two outs, man on second, I think it's Verdugo, and Carl Schwarber's at the plate. And he hits a pop-up, and he goes on the third baseline, DJ's under it, and then loses it. Then a few pitches later, he hits uh, another pop-up, and I think Kev's, no, you're going to get onto this, Chris, and Joey Gallo's under it, he's under it, he's under it, until he drops it. And with it being two outs, the runner's already going, so Verdugo gets in, and that's the Yank, that's the Red Sox taking the lead, 3-2. Chris, you've, you've been a bit critical of Gallo in left field. Do you think he could have done anything with that pop-up? I think he could have done quite a simple thing with it and caught it, Mark. It, was, it He's not he's not making plays. It, he looks lost a lot of the time out in left field. Um, even when he camps under it, I, I worry about him, like in that situation. Yeah, he, he just doesn't look good defensively. And I, I mean... He went on a bit of a tear recently, didn't he? We, we, you know, whilst we were struggling, actually, he was hitting okay. But again, you look back in the last three games, and you look at in that game particularly. I think that was a game he went three for three, um, so zero for three with three strikeouts. In his last three games, he's zero for eleven with seven strikeouts. So he's not doing a great job with the bat, and he's a liability in the field. It's a problem. It's a big problem. And if we, we can't, I, I don't know what you can do with it in the postseason if we get that far to make it not a big problem other than bench him. I actually think he's better in the field than you make out, albeit I appreciate he's not put himself in glory in, in recent events. I think he's probably he's better suited to right field zone. So that's why he played with the Rangers. Yeah. But... He looks better. He does look better in right field than left, to be fair. But in left field, he, he looks absolutely lost. Like when, when I've seen him play there, unless it's straight down his throat, and even when it is sometimes, it's it's not good. Yeah, I, I don't think he's he's awful. I just, I, I think he has actually been a decent a decent um, glove in the past. I, d- I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the pressure of the Yankees. He just he seems to be struggling a lot with everything in his game at the moment, which is... I don't know. It's, it is a worry. I, I do agree. I think it is a, a big problem. So then, so we're down by a run uh, with two innings left, and it's our turn up in the top of the eighth. And Tyler Wade gets on base. I think it's on the first pitch. He tries to steal second. For some unknown reason, two-thirds of the way down, kind of does a bit of a, a reaction and slows up. And he's out only just when he gets there. What did you make of that? Because there was another occasion, that, then I think in the next inning, where he tried to steal a base and he got thrown out again. 
This is most unlike him because he's normally such a good base dealer. Yeah, it's it, it. I think that's exactly it. I think we can kind of cut him a bit of slack because he is normally really good at it. It, it was it was odd to see that for sure. Yeah, it's, it's it's rare to see from him, and I I don't know if he just just got a bad read or a bad jump. And again, they don't. Sh- I remember seeing it and thinking I can't quite tell even from the replay. I couldn't quite tell what he did to. Yeah, you know, there was one where he did hesitate, but there was another one where I just couldn't see what he'd missed. So mm-hmm. yeah, not not quite sure. And and but equally like catchers pop, you know, popping up and pop times are are really good these days, and and it's something they work on constantly so yeah if you get thrown out it's not always because you're not the fast runner you used to be it might be because you, you you're up against a really tough catcher and then dj manages to get on and then did rizzo drive him rizzo get a, a single as well he did so we got runners at first and third and this judge at bat against our old friend Adam Ottavino and Judge is pretty quickly down two strikes down and there's a pop-up on the first baseline and Bobby Dahlbeck the Red Sox first baseman just doesn't get underneath it and misses the ball completely yeah on that one then we had the play where Judge Fowl tips it into the mitt and the catcher Trying to transfer the ball, dropped it, and yeah. Cowboy Joe West called it a foul tip drop. Yeah, I, I, he's. I, I want. I want to. I want to hold hold um, Joe West over the coals for that, but it's hard. I mean, oh please, let's just do it anyway. Yeah, yeah it? it's. I mean, from where he is, he he should he should see that and should know that and should be able to hear it. To be honest. But it it's not easy, especially for someone who's about to retire to, to hear it. Is he? Like that. Oh, please! I wish you would. I think he is. I think he's retiring at the end of the year. But yes, yeah, I heard it, that. It's it's um from an umpire's perspective that is, I mean, it's a tough one to call because you you can only go by what you see, and I can't imagine. You know, it was so quick that it would have looked like it came out of his glove. I can see why Joe West would have called that from his position. It looks really obvious when you look at it from the view of the pitcher, but from a, from an umpire's perspective, that would be very difficult to call. Uh, doesn't stop it being quite, quite an egregious problem though. When you, when you look at what yeah. transpired afterwards. So we, we cut a break there. We dropped two balls and the Red Sox drop or drop one. Yeah, well, they- we drop another one in the transfer. In our favour back. Joe, Joe even, West the pop, even the pop-up though, I mean the guy, the catcher, he should have caught that. The judge's mm. pop-up in the same at bat. He popped oh yeah, yeah. He, he should popped have popped it up, yeah. didn't he? And, and right in front of the dugout and the guy didn't stretch for it and Dolbeck, yes. Dolbeck, yeah. 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 And then a couple of pictures later, Mr. Ottavino very kindly puts a meatball right down the middle and judge doing what he's doing quite a lot at the moment and doubles into centre field. And so LeMahieu scores, he scores a tied, and we've got runners at second and third, and up comes Giancarlo Stanton. He, you wouldn't like to park your car outside Fenway, would you? <laughs> <laughs> you really wouldn't. <laughs> Have you, any of you, been, you, any of you guys been to Fenway? I've been to Fenway, yes. What, what's along that road behind the Green Monster? Is it just like, is I, there honest, anything there? 
I honestly can't remember. Yeah, I, saw, I, I was down there on the third base side, as I recall. It's a great stadium. You've got to be, got to be careful where you sit. You're going to have uh, poles and things in your way. Yeah. It's, an old, it's an old stadium. It's historic, though, isn't it? But um, I, mean, <laughs> I had a great time there, just swapping stories to some Boston fans and buying beers. So Yeah, um, it, it, is, it is on the bucket list. And I think it's in such a tight, it's a bit like Ebbets Field, it's been squashed into such a tight city block. Um, they make the most of it as, as best they can. But my mate Jerry from Toronto, um, they all went down for a weekend to Boston. And there wasn't a game on, but they were in a bar in the stadium. And you could actually walk out onto the field from the bar that they were in drinking. I'm like, that is so cool. That would be cool. Yeah, it did look amazing. Yeah. And then Giancarlo just deposited <laughs> this ball right over the green monster. As a sight, out the field. As a sight to see. I mean, yeah. he's just completely annihilated that ball. And the sight of this ball just sailing out over the green monster was like a missile. Was just he done it twice in the hold. series, though, didn't he, over that exact same... Yep. Sign, yeah, exactly. Yeah, whoever, exact the sponsor, sign. whoever that sponsor is must love him, because <laughs> yeah. he put it over there straight over that same sign twice. It's so obviously it affected us really well because we can remember who it is. But yeah, they um, yeah, it, it's been deposited over that sign outside the stadium twice. Um, did you see the? Uh, there was a picture floating around or a, a meme floating around with a with a picture of um, the green monster. Oh and yeah, the way to stop Giancarlo Stanton hitting over the green monster, and it was basically to put an entirely new green monster on high. top of the green monster. Yeah. Hundred uh, foot high green monster. Yeah, it was. Um, he has been red hot. Sorry. I think. I think one of the things that we did touch on in the last pod was that both Judge and Stanton have been as advertised this season. In fact, did I actually call him for MVP this year? Who? Stanton. Nah. I don't think he's going to get... He's not going to get that. No, Yankees MVP. Yankees MVP, not... not, Maybe, yeah. I'm pretty sure I did. Let's go back and listen. It's all all there. It's all there. It's down in history. Well well done for picking the $300 million man for... uh, (laughs) Oh, did you pick him? Did you pick him? I can't remember, Who did you pick? I think I might have picked Gary Sanchez. Just to piss Jack off. (laughs) But no, yeah. like, you're absolutely. I mean, he's 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 absolutely raking right now, isn't he? Um, you know, he's 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 hitting out of his skin. Um, what is it, last? I know last few weeks he's he's got 18 RBIs. Uh, he's hit seven home runs. It's what you need. What you need from someone who's being paid 300 million bucks. Yeah, isn't it? No, he's not quite by us, but. Yeah. 10 RBIs in three games against the Red Sox. And he hit another is it a two run home or three run home again last night. Yep. Yeah. It's he, an absolute fire. He, the one last night was almost like a golf swing. It he, was, wasn't it? He yeah. dug it out. Yeah. The ball was so low. And how he. That inside, it's, just, yeah. it, it's got to be timing the way he does it because he doesn't seem to swing the bat hard. Doesn't look any effort goes into it at all. But it's like swatting a fly and he just, the ball just flies. It's, Brilliant to watch. It's about the speed of the bat through the strike zone. Yeah, as, as the, the speed of his bat is phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. But what I mean is he, he's able to do that without actually looking like he's trying hard to hit the ball, if you know what I mean. He just, he's, obviously, his, the size yeah. of his frame helps and stuff like that, but oh, it's just fantastic to watch. And the thing is, he started the season, member really cold, and then he went on an absolute tear 
and he was just the the he was just phenomenal. Went a bit cold again, and people were you know on his back, and I remember like a lot of folks slagging him off and saying you know they wanted rid of him and stuff, and then it gets hot again. So we we know he's going to get cold again, but remember him in the postseason. You know he was fantastic last year. Do you think he can keep this run going? Uh, well, I think the, the problem is he, he does go hot and cold, and yeah. he does he has moments, and we talked about this in the past, where he just looks absolutely lost at the plate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we've got um, somebody, I think what Jack in the waiting room. If we could let him in. Oh. But anyway, just 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 to fo- just to what was we trying to find if Jeff Jack's there. Just to focus on this, I, I just thought that as a piece of sporting theatre, this three run, this three home three run home run, making it six three to the Yankees, uh, and what just what was great was the crowd at Fenway was buzzing, and it seemed to be a equally good measure of Yankees and Red Sox fans. Then it's had a real playoff atmosphere to it. It was like what Yankees Red Sox matchup should be about, you know, about quite fierce even competition. But then us winning, um, and wiping thought, the smile right off Alex yeah. Cora's face. And I Sorry. just thought, just I just <laughs> thought it was just fantastic to see the crowd really into it, and and then just the sight of that of that ball disappearing over the green monster it was just it just captivated me. It was one of the moments of the season. Not bad, not bad guys. Yeah, nice Jack, to see good, on finally. Good to see you, mate. It's been a while. It has a little bit, yeah. Yeah, life's hectic when you've got a new baby, isn't it? It is. It sure is. Yeah. Now we're just um, we're just reveling in Giancarlo Stanton hitting the ball out of the stadium at Fenway with regularity. Funny, yeah, funny to say. I don't know if you guys mentioned it, but it's, I've just seen a tweet from MLB Fox. It's three years ago to the day that he hit that home run at Fenway, and the ball came back. That fan threw it back and hit him. Oh, Do you remember that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I was just thinking. So he's obviously learned from that. Now he's just <laughs> smashing the ball out of the stadium, so no fan. Imagine you're just walking down the street. In. Imagine you're just walking down the street and just the ball comes flying down and lands in front of you. you like pick, pick it up and then watch on TV. Like, oh, Stanton home run. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's on he's on a tear. I, I tweeted out this morning that if he ever gets booed at Yankee Stadium again, there's they need they need to start because he's 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 had his moments. He's had his up and downs, but this season he's been pretty pretty good throughout the whole season. And I think the the, the booing now personally anyway. Yeah, we were kind of just covering that a little bit. We were just saying mm-hmm. how he started the season really, really slowly. And then he went on a tear and he was outstanding. And then when he, his back quietened off again, there was the usual groans and grumbles about him and people moaning about him. And yeah, but these big sluggers, they go through they, they do. go through their, their, their highs and their lows. Don't they? It's just part of being a home run hitter. So, yeah. Um, I, it does, I mean, for me, it does, it's, there's, it's, there's definitely, it's no coincidence that he starts playing the fields. And then he's he starts playing better at the plate as well. Because we he won his MVP, he won his MVP at, yeah. in right field of the Marlins. So yes, he's not a gold glove. Yes, he's not going to rob you if loads of outfield assists. But he could play a decent enough outfield to warrant playing there, sort of five days a week kind of thing, and a couple of times DH. And I, I think he's looked quite good out there, to be honest. I, I wonder mm-hmm. if it's not the the challenge of of you know, being put, uh, being sort of assigned as the designated hitter because the Yankees didn't think he could 
could play the outfield or the Yankees front office or Boone or whoever it was decided that he couldn't. Um, but he's almost seen that as a challenge and gone, do you know what? Screw you. I can, I can do this. And like I say, he's looked really good. And and earlier on, we were, we were talking a bit about Joey Gallo, Jack, and I was saying he, he just, he would, he looks so much better in the field than, than like a Joey Gallo does. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I've said it before that his, his injuries could well be down, quite a lot of them could be down to him DHing. As I say, he's played all these years in in a, in a National League team, going playing DH. It's a tough thing. It's not as easy as people think, just sitting down, waiting to turn the bat, and then all of a sudden I have to switch on. I almost like having to switch on to get ready. So I think it was in the postseason last season, he was doing like sprints up and down the lines in between yeah. innings, etc. So I think it just helps with his all-round game. I, th- and I, think, I think if yeah. he's in the mentality, he's, he's clearly got the mentality that if he is fit, running, ready to go, then he's going to hit better, which is why he was running those lines that you were talking about, Jack. Mm-hmm. So he, he clearly thinks that, that that helps him. So, you know, you might as well, you might as well play him in the field if he's going to go and run anyway. And, and put himself in that situation. He could just be switched on. Can he? That's exactly you're, you're, you're in the game yeah. more. You're, you're not, yeah, every ball isn't coming to you every single at bat. You're just, you feel like you're in the game more than just sort of, one, sort of four times a game having a hit. I think if you go back to sometime probably early summer, we had a discussion about this and we all said the same thing that why not play him in the field because you're engaged in the game. Is pretty much what you're saying there, Jack. You're yeah, engaged yeah. in the game. When he's sitting on the bench, how engaged is he in the overall game? And is his mind switched off a little bit? And then he's got to try and switch it back on when he gets in the in the box. Whereas if he's in the game, he's he's kind of you know he's he's, he's part of it. And I think I think it's been proven that it was worth trying, and I think it's been successful. Um, so and that's yeah. kind of what I'm saying with regards to the running up and down the line, Kev. Is is yeah. how many DHs do you see doing that? You see, genuinely, you see DHs disappear down the tunnel and go into the, to a batting cage. You don't yeah. see them running up and down the line. So he knows what's good for his body. He knows what's good for him in terms of him hitting well. Like you need to trust it to a yeah. certain degree. And you, I, you I also think... back you back yourself into a corner, don't you? As well, and you essentially say he's your DH. You then can't play Voigt at DH. You can't yeah. put Sanchez at DH if it he's on a hot streak, etc. You things, can't. You can't manoeuvre, you can't give judge off days, you can't use that as an off day, half off day type thing, can you really? You paint yourself into he's got to be there. So, yeah, I I think it's, there's no coincidence that since he started playing the outfield, his all-round game has stepped up to where it was in that, M- in that MVP season. I think it may even, what we were talking about earlier, Chris, about his, you know, it's his timing and his bat speed and stuff like that. You wonder if all of that gets improved just by him being loose and being, you know, in the game and, you know, he's catching balls, he's throwing, he's all that kind of stuff's going on in the game. It's keeping his body loose. So for, for that swing that he has, it probably helps. Leading on to this, Chris, you, you saw something on some boards recently you wanted to, to put to us, didn't you? Yeah, so there was a lot of stuff floating around about the fact that Judge, Aaron Judge is a Yankee great and... Giancarlo Stanton is a Yankee great. So my question is, is, is that true? It is. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think uh, Aaron Judge, you could argue because of his story, he's a Yankee great. But 
is Giancarlo Stanton a Yankee great? It's a, it's a tough one. It is it's a one for debate? I think it's offensive. I think we've 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 judged he's on course to become a Yankee break great if he carries on what he's doing. It's any other, but I think Giancarlo's is very much if some if if he wins a championship, if he does this, he, I think he's almost got to prove himself a little bit more than Judge does, but. I think the the seasons Giancarlo's put together, there's not there's some good ones in there. I wouldn't say they're great, but there's some good solid seasons in those what four years has it been? I was four gonna say we've had them for four years. We've had two really good seasons. Uh, and two yeah, seasons. I would say that. So there's no way Giancarlo Stanton is a Yankees great. But I, I suppose we need to define a Yankees great. For me, a Yankees great is a is a Mickey Mantle, Lou Gehrig. Yogi Berra, Joe DiMaggio, these kind of guys, Derek Jeter. Ouch, good luck. I mean, come on, there's no way he's even getting close to that kind of company. Yet, he may well, I mean, if he leads us to a championship, same with Judge. Judge is too young yet to be considered that, but I think if he signs a new deal, Judge might be handed a captaincy, and then suddenly he becomes part of Yankees legendary. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Kev. I'd, I'd like to set a high bar on this. And to be fair, some of the names you mentioned, that's, that's very high bar. Yeah. Um, um, I, I would say neither of them are yet, but they could be, is how so, I put it. Is, is there a difference between a Yankee great and being a great Yankee? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 yes, they may not become Yankee greats, i.e., like you just mentioned there, get those names. But could they both be great Yankees? That's a great question. <laughs> that's this really get, interesting. This is getting philosophical, though. No, 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 that's a really good point. Like, just switch, switching the words around mm, is yeah. a, is a really good point. I Jeff, would like. say yes. I'll say yes. They they can both become great Yankees. As as, well, it depends. I don't know. I think they both can become great Yankees. Whether they'll both become Yankee greats, I don't know. Yeah, I, so I, I think there's an interesting point there. So I think Judge has the capability to become a Yankee great. I don't think Giancarlo Stanton has the ability to become a Yankee great. Is that because... I, I, of the non-homegrown side. Yeah, the homegrown thing gives Judge a massive advantage in that that respect. It, it does, for sure. But also, I just think that... So his... Uh, like Giancarlo Stanton's like MO is, is hitting home runs at the, the right time, which he has done, for sure, in the last few weeks. But he doesn't do it all the time, 100% of the time. Um when we signed him, he was coming off the back of a 60-odd home run season for Miami. He hasn't, you know, he, he's, he's barely, I think he's, don't think he's got 40 in the season since. So, yeah, he's he's got a way to go, uh, is what I'm saying. And to, for him to become a Yankee great, you're right, he needs to lead them to a championship and, and lead them to a championship. He needs to be hitting those home runs, you know, in game-defining moments in post-season baseball. We're talking about Stanton still. Yeah, yeah. Stanton, yeah. He needs last, to be last, last season, post-season, he was, on, he was on course to have probably the greatest post-season by numbers mm-hmm. and, and if that any Yankees ever had. Yeah. And if that continues, then absolutely fantastic. He then does have the opportunity for me mm-hmm. to become a Yankee great rather than a great Yankee. But yeah, 
Um, I'm, I'm not so sure. I'm, I'm not so sure all, I have seen enough of, of him hitting It's all run. defined for me. If, if, can you see a 99 being retired? Can you see a 27 being retired? No. Uh, there, there's your answer, no. I think. But it's not, no, that's the that's, that's, that's way I see it. That's what, not even what? up for unless unless Stanton unless we go on a sort of dynasty type run, which I don't see, and say the next four or five years we win World Series, and he is like the MVP in, in a lot of them seasons, then possibly it could happen. But the fact that he's came from Miami and spent a fair bit of his career there, I think it would be unusual for him to be retired. Yeah, longevity comes into it. So a lot of the names that. Kev mentioned the ones we talked about are because they've been lifelong Yankees. Yeah. So some have some Yankees have had their numbers retired who didn't necessarily play all the time for the Yankees. Paul O'Neill, O'Neill, Andy Pettit. They'll spend significant times away from the Yankees, but still have the numbers retired. But the, the longevity of service and the you know the you've got to have at least five or six good seasons to be considered a great Yankee. I think with Paul O'Neill for it is a good example because he was part of that dynasty and a huge part of that dynasty. Mm. And that's what I'm saying. If if somehow I have a bit of sympathy with Stanton because I think in the past two seasons the Yankees batting order has been a shambles at times. I think there's been some crazy stuff going on this season with just shuffling guys around and you know, sometimes he's batting clean up, sometimes he's batting down order. We've never really had a sort of structured um, offense and batting order because we were lacking certain players. It's been a bit better in recent times. So hopefully, fingers crossed, moving forward into next year, we'll have a more stable lineup where, you know, judges batting second, Stanton's batting third or fourth, probably fourth, I would prefer with a lefty bat in between. But, but yeah, I mean, it's I have that bit of sympathy, but I think for Stanton to have a chance of having his number up on the wall, I think we need he would need to win at least a couple of championships with this team and, and you, maintain the form he's shown this season. Do you know what the main the the thing I think about actually now I spending the time thinking about it as we're talking one of the big issues that we have is that we've only seen two full seasons out of him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So so covid could stop him becoming a yankee great. Like he he could be a great yankee. But COVID could be the thing that stops him becoming a, a, a Yankee great, which is actually quite sad when you think about it. And in, and in those two good seasons, he's had long periods of time where he's carried this team. Yeah. And there's been a, two or three spells this year where he's literally carried the team. And I remember in yeah. that 2018 season, was it 2018 or 2019, one of the two, where he had a very underrated season and Judge was missing for quite a long period of time in those seasons, in that season. Yeah. And he carried us for a good 40, 50 games to where we won 100-plus games. So it's it's just what he's angle you really look at. It. Yeah, and if yeah. he has a couple more of them, he's he's on. He's on it's, it's, it's definitely a debate. It's definitely something to think about. Yeah, I mean, Judge, I think, if Judge can stay healthy, which is always a caveat with Judge, but he has this season. If Judge can stay healthy and he's productive as he's been this season... I mean, he doesn't need to hit a 50, 60 home run season, but if he's hitting 40 home runs, which he might get to this season, 100 ribbies, if he does that consistently for the next four or five seasons, he's becoming our captain, he's getting a bumper deal, and he's probably getting his number up in the wall. I would say so. 
Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I, I see it happening. I, I think they're going to give him. And a I hope deal. he does. Yeah, I, 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 I love would, the guy. He's my he's probably my favourite Yankee. I know we like uh, joke about Sanchez, but he is he yeah. is my he's my favourite Yankee, and he's he's everything. If 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 the Yankees could make their own stereotypical Yankee, that's that's probably who they would make. Is sort of he's not an off field causing trouble. He doesn't. Yeah, he sometimes likes to go the team in the opposition team into like playing like stupid songs at this and the other, like he did at Boston. But definitely up there. Me. He's got personality as well as talent, which I yeah. think is a big thing. And I think he's, uh, yeah, I mean he's a superstar. There's no doubt about it. And when you see him healthy like this and what he can produce, I think we all talked about this last season that he need he needed a season like this. Mm-hmm. We couldn't get through mm-hmm. another season with him being out injured. Uh, and really struggling, so it's been huge. I think. Do you want? What do you think about contract at the end of the season? Do you think they'll they'll pony up now and get him on a long term deal, or do you think they'll wait? Yeah, I I, I think they will. But I think the Yankees love money, and every year when they when <laughs> when they give out these cocktails in the shirts and jerseys, he's always one or two, or even in top three. It's it's a given. I think they were they were they were offer it to him. He's proved yeah, I mean, this season that he can stay fit other than having COVID, which is what it is. He's, he's been on the field 90% of the time. So, yeah, he, he knew that. That was his point he had to prove. He could stay yeah. on the field. We think we said that at the start of the season, didn't we? Yeah. I mean, so. When I went to a game a couple of years ago at Yankee Stadium, there was <laughs> judge shirts everywhere. Other players were represented, a lot of older players and stuff like that, but judge shirts everywhere. Mm. So, um, you look at the London series. How many different shirts could you get other than ninety nine when you were at the London yeah, series? Yeah, not many. No, there, I don't think there were any. He's he's he is the, the he's the the poster boy, isn't he? He's the one. He is. Yeah. He's the one that they put up. Like if you look at any sort of yes sort of promo that they throw, and I think he might even be the first one on the Yes Network title. He's absolutely, he's absolutely he's, golden in the marketing sense because as you said earlier he doesn't get up to stuff off the field he's very approachable on the field he plays with a smile on his face he's always kind of open to he's just got personality and that that, that that's it's a huge thing and he plays a very a very good right field he's oh an yeah exceptional he's, a, he's a great fielder yeah there was a couple of plays against boston that he made you know he took took to go home run away and then he made another catch quite a more, more difficult catch actually and he made it look quite uneasy he, 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 he doesn't play an entirely tragic centre field either. No. So, you know, he, he's, he's better than any of the rest. <laughs> yeah. He's better than any of the rest. When, 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 when Gardy's not in it, you don't think, oh, God, Judge is there. Do you? you no, think, you don't. Oh, no. Okay, Gardy's not playing, put Judge there, not a problem. Boom. So, I mean, and it, it's just, he does it well. He does everything well. There's not one part of his game that. I would say he really needs to work on other than obviously just staying fit, which is, it is what it is. No, it's the size of his frame as well, doesn't it? Yeah, it, he's going to get injuries, doesn't he? It's, it's... Great question, Chris. So I've got a couple more questions and I'm going to start with a, what might be a relatively easy one, but it then does lead on to a couple of other supplementary questions. On the assumption, touch wood, everything that we do make the wildcard game, who pitches? Cole. Very, quick, very quickly. Yeah. Chris, you said Cole. Cole, yes. It's, yeah. it's, it's Cole, been engineered. Cortez. 
Both is junior. Engineered at the moment for Cole, so should we not need him in an emergency situation to get there? I think it's going to be Cole. Jack? Let's go Nesta. Why not? Nesta Cole says junior. That's an, also an annoyingly good answer. Let's, yeah. let's have a go. Why not? It depends. Yeah. It, who knows? You, you might throw him against, let's say, a Seattle get there, you might throw him in. He's the story, Girard, he's story of the season, isn't he? He has the story of the season. Ride, ride the hot hands. Ride the hot yeah. hands. He is hot, except only for t- t- twice through the order. Five or six innings, he starts to give way a little bit. But yeah, yeah, but in a game like that, a game like that, you can throw everything at it, can't you? Okay, so if we assume that it is Cole, who's the starting catcher? Higgy, isn't it? Higgy, yeah. Okay. Okay, and the third second question is, Who's the DH? Yeah, I, I, I'm Voight. Yeah, I, I'm going to say you got to throw your best team out, but I don't think the Yankees will. I think they'll put Gardner at centre field. I don't think, I think they value his experience. I, I would personally go Voight as DH and play Stanton right field, Garo left, Judge centre. Voight. Yeah. Voight. Yeah. Yeah. What are and you then... talking about? Guy hasn't played in a week. He's still better at bats than Gardy. Yeah, he's better. He's he's, he's a more lethal bat than than Gardy. Mm. I would as well. Mm. But, but I don't think they are. will. I though think, I don't if, think they will. I, think I, I don't all, think they will either. And if we're at Yankee Stadium, they definitely won't. So you've not got a place for Gary Sanchez in your side, then, Jack? No. No. Do you know what I, I, I personally think he he might be gone this season. It's off season, unless they can get a very team friendly deal with him, which is essentially you earn another contract. And I think I don't. I think he's he's running out of time with the Yankees. But, but I've got it. Admit, is what it is. I will say one thing. I didn't expect him to hit twenty three home runs this season. I really <laughs> didn't yeah. expect him no. to. I think he's overachieved in that regard. But I think he's declined defensively. Not declined. He's just a bloody roller coaster behind the. Some days he looks really good, yeah, and other days he just he looks, looks like, like they've just plunked a first yeah. baseman or something mm. in there, and yeah. It's... No, I think you're right. I think he has declined. I think, but before he was really good with his uh, with his pitch framing. He was he was improving on his defense uh, last year. So I, I felt a little bit more comfortable with him last year. But yeah, this year his his pitch framing is not good at all. I, I don't think <laughs> I'm not blaming him totally for this. But <laughs> did you see the? I think it was in the same game that we talked about earlier where Joe West botched a call. There was a call where Chapman threw, I think it was a slider, that started on the inside corner of the plate and went straight down the middle and was called the ball. It, it was a strike all day long. It was like a, it was thigh-high strike straight down the middle and it wasn't called. And it was it was him behind the plate, and and it, they were. But to be fair, him and Chapman were both what what what's how is that not a strike? They they were both confused. Yeah. But his his uh, ability to get a strike when the the ball is on on the corners last year was improving and looked a bit better. This year looks appalling. Whereas Higashioka, on the other hand, just gets those calls i don't know what the difference is or how the, how they're both wired differently to make that happen but he gets those calls where gary sanchez doesn't no the experiment is not not working and as much as 
as much as Jack may hate it, it he, you're, he's absolutely right. Like he's not hitting well enough and he's not catching well enough to be the catcher for the New York Yankees in 2022. There's always, yeah. there's always a seduction with Gary Sanchez that he could hit you that free run bomb. Do you know what I mean? He's always got that as, as a 23 home runs. I know Perez, Salvador Perez, what's his name, of the Kansas City catchers hit nearly 50 oh, bombs. But, what wouldn't you give to us, Sal Perez? But, um, Blimey. Gary Sanchez has that potential. His, 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 he has that potential to bust the game open on a three-run shot or a two-run shot or, or whatever. It's, that's the seduction with Gary Sanchez. He's not he's oh. not your premier catcher. He's, he's, he's always got that in his bag, though. I think it's fair, say, it's fair to say that you've been seduced in the past, Jack. Oh, 100%. 100%. He's, 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 he's my second favourite Yankee, not by a by clear distance, but... I disagree. He's had one good season. I'm, I'm sorry. He's had one even, and a even half this season, Even this season, he's not he's not hit good. He's not hit well, really, in, in the whole grand scheme of things. What, 211 batting average or something around there? But 23 home runs from your catching positions, not a bad, not a bad sort of It's better than I production. thought it would have done. Yep. It's, 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 when you look across the, the league, it's not, it's up there with, with some of the better home run hitting catchers around. So that's the seduction. That, that's the, that's the, the lure to always have it. Just, you just never know. You just don't know. And he, he has gone on a couple of tears this season. Admittedly, not for long periods of time, but five, six, seven games where he's hitting four home, four, five home runs in that in that space, space of time. And I'm, he just, has... I'm just over him now, Jack. I'm just, yeah, I just want just... us. To, I want us to move on from him. I want us to move on from Glaber Torres at short, and I want us to move on from Aaron Hicks at centre field. So you got a point uh, though, Jack. He's he's joint fourth with Yasmani Grandal from the uh, White Sox. Um, in 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 home runs behind Will Smith, Mike Zanino, and Sal Perez. But Grand Dell had thirty games out, though, didn't he? Well, more than <laughs> Did he? Third of the season out. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay, so that that makes a bit of a mockery of it. But yeah, in in terms of um, yeah, his his batting average is is woeful, like you say. I I I can't. I in this era as we transition to a new era of baseball and we are as much as you you might not believe it uh i i need someone to hit for average and I, i'd expect it is is what's higashioka's average not enough no it's, it's not it, as good as it, other it's, than it's, it's not as good as the defense other than the defense which we've always said that as gary sanchez's main problem is his defense is not up there is there much difference between their batting that their their offensive production Higashio because below the Mendoza line. There you go. So, yeah. so to say that oh, his his offense is really what's killing him, and and it's sort of like oh, we can't put up, we can't have, we can't live with this offense because it's so bad. It's better no. than our Tony. I would replace both. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but that's it. You, you're comparing two current players. Yeah, but that's that's all you can do, though, Chris. You can't, you, yeah, you can't, can't, you can't, you can't compare Santos with something that's going to come three or four years down the line. No, but you can't. We can't just say like Sanchez is better than Higashioka in terms of his home runs and his offense. So yeah, but what, what else, what else do we have? What else but, do we have? It's not what we have. It's what we could get. 
I would, I would replace we, we, both we of know them. this Yankees team doesn't spend money anymore. <laughs> they they fucking did. They, they will. Come no. on. But all, you've got, all, you've all, got... you, all you can do is compare them to what they've got at the moment, which is Higashioka. No, that, that's, that's, is that's... it Austin Wells, the, the catcher at down down the minors, is it? Or what's his name? Is it Austin Wells? So we had the highly rated catcher that they, they drafted. Is he going to come up next season and take the job? I don't know. So well, you've just got to look like... at what you've got. I don't know. I mean, you've went for guys like Romain, Romain Severino. Eh, not Severino. Um, what was his name again? Oh, Italian surname. Oh, my God. Oh. Cervelli. Cervelli. Yes, That was the kind of backups that we had. These guys were excellent backup catchers coming in. They and were. We've and now then... got, we've got a Kagashioka who can't bat above the Mendoza line, who's good defensively. And you've got Sanchez, who... His numbers have been bloated by a, a few sort of decent tears he's went on, but he's, he's had more bad than good over the season in terms of his bat, yeah. and he's he's definitely regressed behind the plate. So Carl Higashioka is twenty four points behind um, behind uh, Sanchez in terms of batting average. That's all it is that they're they're separated by twenty four points. Yeah, and they're both shitty. And they're both they're both not good enough. The reality is that they're both good enough to be a backup catcher. I'd, I'd, I'd look at the OPS for batting average, but the, the, the whole reason for me asking this question was it, it's illuminating and it opens up that, that age-old debate that you're effectively going to have your your starting catcher not going to be able to get a place on the, on the, the team in the most important game of the year. And the only yeah. time he will have caught Cole this year was on opening day. Where he clearly he it was a pictorial thing. Yeah. I I, I mean that is where we're at. You That's... could have you could have okay, we're talking about maybe don't want Voiting because doesn't have the app you could put Sanchez at the H in. I'll be honest with you. I'll be on I'll be honest with you. I from from that perspective, I probably would prefer Gary Sanchez to be to be the DH in that in that scenario. Over Voigt because Voigt hasn't played the games. If Voigt doesn't play in the next five games, I, I can't see him playing in the postseason. The, he, problem, he, with, the problem with doing that though is that if something did happen to Higashioka, yeah, Sanchez, you Sanchez, you'd lose your DH. So that's why the reason why they won't do it. Yeah. Yeah. So you you, mm. you just need them to come on there and be the pinch hitter. Okay, something we, we need to run in the seventh or eighth inning. We throw him up, we throw Sanchez up then in that situation. Yeah, I agree. It's not DH or you'll get the same kind of the same kind of return out of him. Nothing. I I agree. It's just not going (laughs) to happen. But yeah, out of the two of them, I prefer Sanchez. I I don't think it's going to be either of them, frankly. No, it'll be it'll be a Stanton DH. Stanton DH. Gardner at centre field. I think it will be as well. Yeah, that's what they'll go for. That's not what I want them to go for. I want to put the best hitting lineup out they can, other than obviously Higashioka catching Cole, which is Voit at. DH and resort first and Stanton, Judge and Gallo as your as your outfield. But so know. if we if we missed was there another part of the question mark that we've missed around the you had pitcher catcher? Was there another position? The DH, that was all. Was it, it, just, it, it has implications one to the next to the next, that's all. What about shortstop? So, that's set, isn't it? That's set as as a cello, isn't it? A shallow. So shallows now. Well that um was that Peraza? Oswald Peraza, yeah, he's, G- he's picked quite a few home runs and lately at AAA. So next year that could be an interesting 
Geo's picked things up though from looking absolutely lost at the plate a few weeks ago. He's actually picked things up and he's been he's been producing again and it's good to see. And to be honest, he's a bit of shortstop at the club at the moment, other than probably Velasquez. But in terms of the guys that are going to have a chance, he's he's definitely the best option. It's better know, than Torres. It's a really interesting one for me, that Kev, because it sort of coincides with him being moved to shortstop, doesn't it? And it's the similar conversation that we had with with um, uh, Stanton, Stanton yeah. playing the field. Like, if the player is in the right position on the field for them, does that translate to a better batting performance? So, if um, you know, you've seen the uptick in um, Gleyber Torres. Torres, since he's moved to to second base has looked a lot more solid with the bat. Mm. Um, it's the same with Urshela. He's moved to sh- to shortstop. He's he's looked a lot better. You look at Stanton, stick him in the in the field. He looks more comfortable. Like, is that the answer? I I, I see where you're I coming think, from. Yeah. I see where you're coming from. But I think with Urshela, it's more about him just playing. I think he was getting quite back, a lot of yeah, time getting back from injury. Stop start. He'll play a couple of games, get injured. Do you know what I mean he's like had a very interrupted season? So. Maybe a bit more for Ashello is just him actually playing about 10 or 12 games in a row or uh, having a prolonged uh, period with no injury. But I do see where you're coming from. Good, good. I think he's a third baseman and they'll try and get short stops. And then I'm not quite sure what they're going to do with DJ but, or Torres, but I think that's, that's what will happen. But yeah, I do see yeah. where you're coming from. Chris. You're absolutely spot on with, um, with the guys you mentioned. But I think with um, Gio... He's just coming back, as we say, coming back from injury and trying to work things out and just get back in his groove. And I think eventually it was going to click for him and it, it's just came together now and he's, he's looking like the Geo we know he is. The thing is, he's playing an out of position at shortstop um, and looking looking pretty handy at it. Um, so whatever happened to Velasquez, did he get injured or did, was he, he just sent, sent down? Sent down, sent down, down that's all. Everything I'm hearing is that actually the sorts of the future is Anthony Volpe. Well, Volpe's not, a guy that he's a guy they're, they're banking on for sure. Yeah. Number 15 prospect now in all of MLB, yeah. but not ready for next season. I think that, that so. per, the Peraza, Peraza, the one I mentioned, Oswald Peraza, he's up at AAA, and I think he might be a little like, fill in the gap between what we've got now and, as you say, Velope, Velope, Volpe. Volpe. So um, I think that's, that's where they're going to get, and I think he might end up being a trade piece do need to trade or do trade for anyone in the coming future. So just to wrap up then, and we always do this at the end of predictions. Now we're not going to do a seven day prediction because we've got seven days. Um, we've got five games left. Easy one, two against the Blue Jays away, three against the Rays at home. Predictions, please. And do we make the wild card? We don't know how we're going to play. How about who, we, who, we, who we'd want to play? Do we do we make the wild card oh. first of all? Yeah, let's let's not let's not get presumptuous, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we all just need to shut the hell up because every time we make this like these these predictions, they they all the go all over the place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and and what ends up happening is like we go on a uh, a streak of some kind, and it's either going to be a five game losing streak or a five game winning, winning streak of some. You know, it, it's going to be like that. So. I don't want to make a prediction about the number of wins we get because 
I, I just don't want to affect the <laughs> affect the last few few days of the season. Okay. So I'm going three and two. <laughs> sticking his neck out, making a prediction. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I, this... I don't, I don't know. This, this normally I would go as sort of winning quite a few against the Rays, but since there's twenty seven, it's only twenty six man, twenty seven man. Roster in September now. It's not like the 28, 40 28 or wherever man. it was a few years ago. Yeah, it's twenty eight man. Now. You'll find that the Rays have to play their good players, whereas a couple of years ago they would have played all their sort of their lesser players, and you might be able to nick a few of them. But oh yeah, I'll go, what do you say three two, Kev? No, you yeah, said I'll go three two as well. Yeah, three and yeah. two. I'll go two and three, but I still think we make the wild card. I think we'll win one more against the Jays and we'll win tonight. Yeah, I think we'll win tonight. Are we down to one? One game magic number. We'll, we'll beat the Jays. The Rays in the first game, sorry. Winning tonight against the Jays effectively knocks them out because they'll be four behind us with four to play. Yeah. So Mariners are the wild card, aren't they? At the moment, they're the ones that they're flying, just sneaking up on everyone. The wild card for the wild card. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Double wild card, Mariners. I still think it'll be Boston though. I hope not. I, I can't handle that. They've got. Well, they got they got um is it it's going to be horrible and they've got the nationals. I see they've got a left play, so yeah, they they've got a relatively easy. They've, run, tank, they've they? tanked a little bit though, and the Orioles beat them last night. So let's hope the Orioles take another few of them and they just completely disappear. And and if we tie on our record with the Red Sox, then the World Cup game will be at Fenway because they've got the season yeah, tiebreaker. Yeah, they've yeah. they've. 10-9. Better record against us. I can't head believe they ended up 10-9. What were they, 7-0 against <laughs> us, weren't they? They were, yeah. yeah. Something like that. And they ended up 10-9 on the season. So that was a, quite a turnaround. I, th- I think it will be Boston. I think we'll still play at the Bronx. So. Although it would be nice if we were hit, if Giancarlo was hitting the balls over that. Draft Kings. <laughs> Draft Kings, Chris. Is that what it is? Was it Draft Kings? I don't know. Ooh, I don't know why. I'll let you check, but I think it was. They've got adverts <laughs> everywhere, those boys. Right. Sorry, Jack, you have no idea what we're talking about. When you're Not so if you listen back, you'll know what we're talking about. <laughs> the sign that Giancarlo hit his ball over two, two nights in a row. Well, I'm thinking it was DraftKings. Now, we couldn't remember what it was, but I think it may have been. Anyway. So, we will probably wrap it up there, um, just over the hour mark. So, next time we pod, we will know if we've made the wild card and we might actually be able to pod after the wild card game. The wild card game is Tuesday, all things being well, unless there's a playing game or something. Unless like we that, so. unless we, we try and aim for recording next Tuesday ahead of the wild card if we make it. We will see. Yeah, we can we can aim, aim for that. We'll have a look. <laughs> Depends which one of your predictions is right, doesn't it? Yes. So let's wrap up with where people can find you your, your good selves on social media um jack do you want to go first um yeah um, at my yankees is where i do my most of my tweeting well, it's been a little bit quiet recently but hopefully with the with the off season and uh, postseason coming up i'll be a bit more active chris don't find me uh find the bells bells baseball at bells baseball uh national women's baseball champions yeah, at Bell's Baseball. Champions. <laughs> yes. Kev. Uh, you you mostly find me on the the Yankees Facebook group or the bases loaded Facebook group. I do occasionally tweet some 
some stuff on um, at Celtic Yankees. Excellent. You can find me on at Mark Blakemore. If you want to find our collective uh, rantings, then we are on at TESBUK. So please give that a like and a follow as well. So, gentlemen, thank you for your time tonight and good night to you all. Good night. Good night.